Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Great to have you back on this Thursday morning. It is here anyway. First night of night shift. Uh, obviously, would have missed me yesterday. That's the once one day a month we have that little issue. It's just that time change. Let's just call it time zone issue <laughs> with the shift change to from day shift to night shift. Um, it's but there's been a lot happened in that last 24 hours since we last talked. So I'm going to try and get straight into it. Uh, just briefly touch on the My Road Reel video is going really, really well. Uh, I finished the main video yesterday. I spent a bit of time on it once I woke up and after having some sleep. And I'm I'm now into the behind the scenes video, which is the other portion of the the contest so you need the main video and then you need the behind the scenes so i've got the main one fully done dusted i'm pretty chuffed about it i think it's come up really good fingers crossed uh we'll see how we go get this i just got to finish off the behind the scenes once that's all done which i should have by the weekend then i'll be putting them both up live and getting it all linked into the road site so i can get ready for voting and fingers crossed we have a win Never know, never know. Um, Rightio, let's get it, get straight into this because I've got a ton. It's been a massive, massive. There's some huge stuff we want to talk about. Uh, first of all, uh, on the Canon side, uh, just come out just before I sort of come home. I got a quick message and I seen that uh, from Canon Rumors. This is a CR3, so it's as good as it gets, as as close as it gets to real and from Canon. So it's fairly sort of confident with this one. 1DX Pro mirrorless camera to come out in 2021, second half. Uh, obviously, basically, so take the 1DX Mark III, turn that into a Pro mirrorless camera. They're saying it's going to be possibly a new, it should be a new sensor. It won't be the same sensor as the 1DX is using now, but it's going to be obviously similar sort of form factor, similar sort of robust bulletproof build, all those one, all those amazing things that the One DS uh, range is renowned for. That I've had I've, my One DS that I had brief, or I had for a short time, was just amazing in the hands. It's like you can definitely feel the difference with those pro cameras. Uh, makes a massive difference. Uh, obviously, a lot heavier, but you can just feel that just thing. You just feel so confident chucking in your bag or for training, just pulling out because you know it's not gonna get hurt by it so look that's going to be huge at the same time there was a this is probably not as heavy a rumor and there was no sort of grading on it but uh sony pro mirrorless camera in the first quarter of next year uh some of the specs were sort of uh thrown out there 8k yeah again another 8k camera no thermal issues was put in the notes so that was quite funny um and yeah so a whole new sensor for that one away from the a7s3 which is strange because that a7s3 is just a remarkable camera it's hard to imagine how they're going to improve on that i'm assuming if they're going to go pro they're going to go you could pretty much put something similar to like the a7r4 so it's going to have probably be something like that sensor into a solid robust fully weather seal body something along those lines because that A74 is that larger sensor. It's obviously not as good as the video for the A7S3, but uh, I'd imagine they must have a new sensor there, which is probably going to be around the 40 to 50 megapixel range or something along those lines. 
So that's going to come out first. So we'll get the, we should be getting the Pro Sony first. They're going to beat Canon out to it. But the Canon is pretty much a definite that it will be coming second half. Um, and that's pretty much all. We'll hear more down the track, but they are coming. I think that's been talked about for a long while. So pretty cool. Right, Apple Mini. Um, Mini, they had the Mini iPad there for a while. Well, they're saying the naming rights, the new rumor is that the smallest iPhone 12 that's coming out this year could be called, is probably going to be called the iPhone Mini. Um, that's the 5.4 inch, so it goes the 5.4 inch and the 6.1 inch 12, then the 6.1 inch 12 Pro, then the 6.7 inch Pro Max. So the Mini is going to, they're going to give that the Mini moniker and i guess it's a obviously a marketing thing and i think it's probably not a bad thing uh boys a little later with, along those lines as well that it's probably more so for marketing you got a mini it's easy to discern that you've got the, the small one which is the mini so that's pretty cool and they've already got the naming rights there so they should be pretty cool now OnePlus, uh OnePlus nord come out a while ago we had a massive it was a massive hit for them a budget conscious phone with some good specs did really, really well. They marketed it very well. Well, they've got a new phone coming out. Again, the Android phone list this year has just been crazy. It's like at least one to up to two phones a week, brand new releases for Android. It's uh, You really do have a lot of options on that side of the plate, uh, I've got to, got to tell you. Um, it's uh, very cool, and it's going to have a fair bit of premium stuff. Now, this is they do have a pro version. They're... Uh, OnePlus Pro, 8 Pro. Now, Lou from uh, Lou later on Unbox Therapy was saying it's, it's sort of, it doesn't know where this sort of one fits because you've got the Pro, which has got all the top specs, but this one they're saying is probably going to have the 865 plus Snapdragon, 120 hertz display, a 65 watt supercharger, um, basically all the bells and whistles in this thing. And yeah, it's going to be, it's weird sort of where it's going to sit. They've got the Nord and then you've got this this thing which looks like it's out of control over the top. Even the uh, CEO of Nord has said this is going to be pretty special and got some, it's going to have some things in it that you haven't seen before. So maybe the Pro's going and the T's going to be the top of the line. Uh, I'm not sure, but look, if it's got all that stuff, they did a good job with the Nord and that was a, that was a really good quality phone. So I'm sure this one's going to be. So if you're a OnePlus fan, uh, October the 14th is the show. So that's probably not far away. Again, we've got some more. October's going to be a big month for tech because we're sort of probably about a month, a month and a half behind. So October, we're going to be going crazy for the next month, easier on tech. So watch out for that one. Uh, Microsoft has bought ZeniMax Media. Now that's a game company. It's... Um, Cost them $7.5 billion. Now, Microsoft were in the market there for TikTok for a while. They pulled out, whatever reasons, didn't really suit the needs, either either end, I'm not sure. But uh, now, ZeniMax is, owns a few different gaming companies, including some PlayStation gaming companies. Um, some big games you might have heard of, Fallout, Doom, Elder Scrolls. Um, so big, big sort of a deal, this one. Um, some massive moves on that in that part. They've Microsoft's now obviously exports, and now they can. This is going to allow them access to get some possibly some exclusive games into the Xbox system, 
and having companies also that in the PlayStation arena, it's sort of a bit of a hedge the bets a bit too. So pretty cool, good bit of diversity play from Microsoft in the gaming sector. Um, I don't think it's a bad move. Very probably profitable one. If they get a couple of hits, you can. It's pretty good. It's like a movie, I guess. You, uh, it's got a lot of outlay to start, but your returns, if they, if you do get a hit on your hands, you can get some massive returns over one or two or three franchise games. You might make a couple of billion dollars. So I think it's not too bad and pretty smart from them. Uh, be interesting to see what they do with it and how they bundle it up. <clears throat> I think they said their online gaming thing, like the PlayStation Store, is going to give them access to these gaming these games now. So that'll all be part of it. So that's pretty cool. Now, Oculus 2, we did talk about the new Oculus 2 headset. That's the VR headset. Uh, Facebook bought Oculus. Um, we talked the other day about how Zuckerberg is right into his VR and AR and all that sort of stuff. Well, they've just announced that they're going to have a this new update to this virtual office. So basically, when you have your goggles on, instead of having a, a screen or, or your laptop, as per se, you'd <clears throat> that will be a thing of the past. That's what they're saying. You'll have the headset, you put it on with your gloves, and there'll be a virtual keyboard, and you can sit there and type. You'll have a screen in your reality, so you might be able to see the rest of your room, but there's your 16-inch screen, whatever you probably can denote whatever screen size you want, and then while you're in your goggles, you can see on the screen and type in the air. So you'll look like this in your room. If someone walks in, you'll look pretty... <laughs> pretty funny actually it'll be actually hilarious walking in some room with goggles on going like this and moving a fake mouse around but that's what their oculus thinks is the way of the future they're already talking about adding your own furniture into the system loading up your own furniture to make you feel at home and make it feel more i guess relaxing to the user that's a huge thing uh pretty crazy to think we're going that way i think i've said to you a while back that i think Virtual reality and augmented reality, and Apple's made a massive play on this with those LiDAR sensors on their iPads and their uh, iPhones are a big thing, and that all is to do in regards to augmented reality and virtual reality. I think it's in the next 10 years, it, this is going to be a big deal. Like electric cars are now, I think augmented reality VR is the way forward. I actually still think that these this PlayStation and the micro, uh, Xbox will probably be the last consoles you'll buy. I don't think they'll be selling an actual physical box from here on in. I think you'll see PlayStation and Microsoft, if they're smart, they will be moving into the VR world with the next series. That will be your next console. Will be just a, a put a helmet on and just go off into Doomland and shoot or race cars in a seat with the helmet on. So I think that's the way of the future. I don't think it's that far away. As I said, next 10 years, I don't think that's too big of a timeline to sort of dream about, but I think it's, I still reckon that these will be the last consoles you'll ever, gaming consoles you'll ever see. And it looks like the last computers you'll ever see are already, they're already planning to get rid of computers completely. It'll all be in here going to, you'll have the computer box, but it'll be connected to your headset wirelessly or whatever and yeah pretty wild isn't it now sims uh on the fishing side I, i'm probably a little bit lazy on that side i apologize to you guys originally that uh watched me from the fishing 
uh, team days, but I do get in there. I do try and watch a little bit when I can, but I'm sort of, I guess I get caught up in my photography a little bit. But I did see this. Uh, I'm still watching the stuff, and if I see something I like, I'll definitely give it a shout-out. Now, Sims, which are a big fishy name, they do a lot of great uh, clothing and outerwear and stuff like that for wet weather and winter stuff, so pretty cool. Uh, they've just brought out a new um, travel bag system. It's called the Gear Transport System, or GTS. Now, the, the main model of that is the one 110-litre uh, roller bag. It's pretty exy, like it's $400 US, so it's going to be five $600 mark. But if you're doing a lot of fishing trips and probably a lot of other things, the big feature I did like about it, it's basically a roller bag with an arm up, and then the duffel bag will slide on over the bars. The fishing rod holder, which is for your collapsible fishing types, uh, that's a nice solid box that you can put your reels in as well. They, they've done all, it's a really well made system and it'll all interconnect. So you can basically have the roller bag, a duffel bag on top, your rods clipped onto the main roller bag, and then you can go to the airport and check it all in and stuff like that. But the main one uh, was it splits into the main bag and you've got obviously an area where you can put your, your um, Sims little small bags, your pouches and packing boxes, they can go in, but there's a separate section which is basically waterproof. So wet weather gear, uh, stinky old wet fishing clothes, like you go, normally go for a week when you're fishing, uh, where do you put those stinky, filthy, blood-coated from the fish and crap stuff? Uh, now you've got a wet weather bag built into your bag. So brilliant idea. Um, I haven't seen that before and that's why I wanted to give it a shout out. So if you're doing a fair bit of travel for your fishing and you know instead of taking a, a bloody um, garbage bag and having to chuck those filthy clothes in there and this is now a really good opportunity to get a good bag that is going to last you a while and it's going to be easy because you can just unzip it, fold it open, get your dirty stuff out and give it a clean and wipe or a spray and wipe and, and wipe it all down. Beautiful, tickety-boo. So I think that's really, really good and uh, it was definitely worth a shout-out. So go check that out. That's available now on Sims and you can see the whole uh, gear transport system in there, the packing boxes and the whole lot. It's all really well made as per normal. They're a really good company, so you'll definitely do your well. Now, YouTube's added, of course, more restrictions in. It seems to get harder and harder. It and yet again, this one's another one that's uh, well. There's no definition on it. There's no locked hard solid line, and that's I guess the only question I have with it. And it's to do with age restrictions for videos and stuff. So that's that's out. It's well, it basically came in I think yesterday or something, and it's already they'll be starting to market. It's leaving ro the robots to discern if your video is needs to be age restricted and that in basically it's all about swearing and language or clothing or sexy time or whatever what you want to have on your videos if you've got any of that in there you now sort of can go up to chance where it can be basically marked as age restricted uh, and you can lose views now for the channels that make money obviously we're not there yet um, but there's obviously a lot of channels and you could be talking about news you could be talking about fashion with the uh, Ladies that wear bikinis and all that other fashion stuff is that now deemed as too sexy for YouTube or your music videos. Well, music videos was mentioned a lot in the comments. It was like, hey, they're, 
there's no way those midi videos are ever going to get money because they're well over or otherwise it's just not not fair for everyone if they do get in so it's it's pretty sort of there was no no cut and dry answer and the the guy when he talked about it he literally said oh look it's a reasonably fair system it should work itself out it's like yeah well that's no good if you're making a living off this uh you need to have if you're making a if you've got people's livelihoods at stake here and it might not be much money but like even 50 bucks or 100 bucks a week if you're making that off it that's still money that goes back to your business or you into what you love so i think they need to be careful here if they're just going to making things that up making up rules that basically you don't know what if you're going to be good or bad it's it's really not clear so keep an eye out for that one i'm, I'm assuming we're going to get a heap of uh, people that get blocked and stuffed and we'll start hearing a little bit more about that as it comes through now apple leaks uh well apple leaks apple pro over from twitter chucked up last night um there's an arm 13.3 inch macbook pro codenamed the j223 uh 30 3072 by 1920 display 8 gigabyte ram starting point ssd starting point of 256 gig um they don't know what the processor is about 1200 dollars us um the announcement mid-november this year so the first arm uh, macbook pro which is that 14 inch range i'm assuming they're going to call it the 14 inch 13.3 so it's bigger than 13 well i'm assuming that's where we're going to run battery life they're saying 12 hours and the bezel's way thinner than what you normally see on the mac so it's still a little bit thick up the bottom and then down the bottom so and this is the 16 is pretty much as current as you can get so that's going to be pretty this is that first arm one there was sort of we heard the sort of rumors there was something possibly coming this year it sounds like mid-november we're going to have a thing a display maybe at the iphone event they say one more thing that might be the one more thing the arm first arm laptop um we'll see i guess so that's uh i haven't heard of this guy before i've heard of him before the leaks apple pro but i'm not sure how good it is how close to the mark but there's a lot of specs which sound reasonable, whether he's having a really good guess or November we could have the, the changing of the guard coming through for Apple. Right now, last but not least, is one of the biggest one of the day, uh, Tesla Battery Day. We knew it was coming up. Uh, I, I figured we were going to get a few answers on why their share price had gone through the roof. And can I say, after watching, watching it, it was... Pretty bloody amazing what that guy can do. Elon Musk and his team are just geniuses as far as I'm concerned. They have, uh, yeah, done so, so well and there's so much more to come from them. Just brilliant. Put in the basic terms, um, they have basically cut the costs of making the cars and the batteries in half. So over the next three years, 18 months to three years, they said they can implement all these changes They'll, cost, they'll cut the cost of uh, per kilowatt hour. Yeah, cost per kilowatt hour will come down by, I think it was 56%. Yeah, 56% reduction in 18, to, 18 months to three years, which is just insane. Now, doing this, one of the major things they did doing this, they've completely redesigned their batteries. So your normal battery has a tube battery and it's got a little tab that goes down into the cell power comes out of that cell basically all they've done is 
instead of having one tab, there's endless amounts of tab, like a like a seashell, I guess, like a round seashell or a flower petals around. Uh, by doing that, they've reduced all the heat out of the, taken all the heat out of the battery, um, increased the power speed to get the speed in and out of the battery. Just ridiculous. Uh, and they've learned how to make the batteries out of silicon, which is sand. So they've cut, taken cobalt out of the batteries. They can make the batteries out of sand. This new massive technology, how to make these batteries with zero heat now, so they can supercharge these batteries in like 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, no more hours sitting at the, at the truck stop having an, a dodgy meat pie. <laughs> uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. So it's gonna have uh, five times the energy, six times the power, and 16% increase in range from what they've done with these batteries. Um, just insane, crazy stuff. Now, they're, currently their plan by 2022 is to have 100 gigawatts. So their gigawatt factories that they're building, that's where they build all these battery factories. They, by 2022, they want 100. And by 2030, he reckons it's real. he said this is sort of feasible, but he thinks he could be able to do it early. They want up to 3,000 gigawatts. And they're going to do that because they've worked out how to do these batteries it's easier to do, it's faster. They can make these batteries faster than the old batteries because having the tab in there was a pain in the butt. Now the way they can do it now is heaps faster for the build, better for, automo uh, for the, automo the automated process of making the battery, cheaper, everything in it is good. So they're just, it's a matter of getting the machines built to make the machines to make these batteries and get them out. It's gonna be heaps quicker. So huge, huge news on that. On that. Uh, department. Um, so now, what, and the other part of it is they're using raw nickel. So currently, when they get the nickel, say from a mine site like where I'm working, we we process iron ore. So our company actually has a big nickel miners mouth, so they want to increase in nickel. So nickel production is going to go. They want that to expand exponentially as fast as possible by the miners. And but the beauty of it is, is they don't need the nickel process. Currently, uh, you get nickel, you process it with acid, makes a liquid, the liquid goes off, they mix the liquid with water and something else to get the whatever they need out of it, and then they put that into a battery to make the battery. Tesla's developed a way to basically say, well, we don't need the acid, we don't need that, we don't need all that water and all this time and effort. Uh, we All we want you to do is ship us the nickel you get the nickel out of the ground, you ship it directly to us, we can make a battery without cobalt, put this nickel in, and we only need a little bit of water, and there's no waste products anymore coming out of the nickel. <laughs> Hello, friends. That is friggin' awesome. Um, as a person who enjoys the environment, and a uh, person in mining, and see the both sides of the things, just cutting out that whole process is just insane. That is a massive, massive deal. That reduces the production costs for the miners because no longer have they got to, they basically just got to get it out of the ground, get it on a truck, and just ship it straight to Tesla. That's it. Now, where Tesla is going to have these, this nickel coming in so they can make the batteries, they're also going to have the lithium coming in because they've done the same thing for lithium and they're going to do exactly that. Now, they've worked out there's lithium basically everywhere there's enough on the planet 10 times over 
or a thousand times over to make all the car batteries they need. Um, so they're pretty confident they're going to basically build these battery factories that make their own batteries and out of the nickel and the lithium in every one of their gigafactories, they'll just be connected as a, as a separate department of the gigafactories. So just insane, insane, crazy stuff. Uh, is Yeah, wild. These people at Tesla, uh, if the whole company deserves a bloody uh, Nobel Prize for just being trick dudes. That's just awesome. Um, what else do we say? And that's about it. The bit on the tech side, so look, they're saying that they need 20 terawatts, terawatts, that's the one, 20 terawatts to completely get rid of all um, machinery, um, basically oil, oil-based power plants, whatever. They can go to full sustainable energy once they get 20 terawatts. Part of that stage, getting the 20 terawatts, is making enough batteries that then, because of the systems they've created, these batteries now are fully recyclable too. So you then get enough batteries in the system that the batteries that when they go to get recycled, they come back to make the new batteries and you just get a loop. So the, you don't need to mine anymore. Again, another wow. So look, if you've got time, sit down and watch it. It is an amazing thing to sit there. You don't, and they explain it really, really well. Um, for a genius, sometimes he can be a little bit confusing. But he's got another guy there with him and he explained, he jumped in and helps out. It's really, really worthwhile. If you're, if you're an investor or interested in where you want to put your money in the future, uh, definitely have a look at this. It's definitely, there's a few options there, a few ideas of where you could go. Uh, definitely nickel, uh, silicon for sand. It's just amazing things. Now, the last but not least is they've just released, or basically it's an upgrade, the new Plaid. Uh, comes from Spaceballs, if you know the history of Tesla and Elon and, and naming stuff. Uh, Played was like beyond super fast on Spaceballs, the movie. If you haven't seen Spaceballs, the movie, you need to go watch that to understand uh, Elon and Tesla. It's quite funny. But Played is the new upmarket for the Model S. Now, this is just insane. Um, it's available in Australia too. It is very expensive. Let me tell you the price first. 272,286 bucks drive away, but that's pretty much with all the fruit. Um, I just uh, did a quick build, so that was pretty cool. Great to see you can actually get a drive away price off a car thing in Australia. That's normally unusual. Um, now the Play Model S, 1100 horsepower equivalent, nine second quarter mile, zero to 60, world's fastest, 2.1 seconds. Uh, 320 k's an hour, 200 miles an hour, 320 k's an hour, with a range of 840 kilometers. Thank you very much. Uh, fastest production car ever. Ever uh, did a Laguna Seca in a minute 30. This thing is insane. Uh, if you've got the money, if you want a sports car, Tesla's got you covered. Now the other thing is they and last I did miss one is a 25 they are envisaging in the next maybe three to five years that they'll be releasing a or be able to release a 25 sub 25,000 US dollar car fully electric fully autonomous on the road so that's pretty insane 25 is probably about 35 to 40 Australian check all their crappy taxes 50 to 60 
actually something sort of entry level for us uh, electric car. So that's really cool. So hopefully that's gets cheaper because of we can get some maybe some tax credits off it. So get that tax off it. But that's just insane. That plate S is just ridiculous. That's like nine second quarter miles, man. That's it. I think when you have sub 10 seconds at the drags, don't quote me, I think you have to have a roll bar from memory. So I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe those rules have changed in the drag racing. But there's got a production car now, nine second quarter mile, straight out of the factory, fully electric, no engine. Wow, insane. And 800 k So you can drive halfway to or three quarters away to Alice Springs and still do nine second quarter mile wow and that's about it huge show uh look if you've got some spare time this weekend go and watch that video on Tesla it's pretty cool uh you'll it'll if you're into tech or into electric cars or into uh, the future of cars it's pretty much he says it straight away and someone asking the question what's the future of ICEs, which is internal combustion engines, and he said there is no future. They're dead. They they're gone. They they won't be around for long. They'll be just uh, in a museum, uh, and that'll be the only reason we need them. But they are finished. And that's straight from Elon. And uh, I can't cannot put that against him. He has been pretty much on the on a roll for the last few years, and this just shows that he is just going up and up and up. Radio, thanks for stopping by. Good to see you all again, and I'll see you all again for tomorrow's show, the end of the week. Radio, where have you coming? We're going. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.